0: Let's pray. Father, we thank you this evening. We give you praise. We go into your world, oh God, with open heart. Teach us, help us, lead us, guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Tonight, we be continuing on our teaching on contentment. And it's very important for me and for us because our understanding of the mind and the will of God Um, is very important to our our knowledge and our ability to fully live out the life of God as we ought, as we ought. Um, As we began in our last teaching, the first thing I asked was, what comes to your mind when we hear the word contentment? Contentment. And what is the view of scripture to that word contentment? And I I began by, by establishing the will of God. The will of God for his children is not to be in poverty. That's the will of God. It's established. And... If the will of God for us is not to be in lack in want in need, perpetually then the definition of the word contentment must be looked at with the view of scripture you know it's very easy for people to say well I'm 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 just contented with what I have and that word needs to be further interrogated and asked what do you mean by you are contented now the next question i would want to ask is that is contentment only applicable to someone who doesn't have much is the word contentment only for people who 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 at some point in time in their lives uh, are struggling to, to make ends meet as it ought? Is contentment also applicable to the rich or those that have? Now, if you are a student of the Bible, you will know that that punishment for us to be content is not just for those who don't have is for every believer every believer the bible says the lord made both the rich and the poor but the lord didn't make the poor poor He didn't make the rich rich the lord didn't make the poor poor the lord didn't ordain the poor to be poor he didn't ordain the rich to be rich there's no one that God ordains, saying, I, I, I ordain you to be poor on the earth. I've called you for, to, 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 to a life of lack. It's my will for you to, to lack. Or no, it's my will for you to be rich. No. John was praying by the Holy Spirit, and he said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. And from the scriptures we've read thus far, we'll see that it is the will of God for his children to have the things that pertains to life and godliness. Now, by the nature of God, even from creation, we see before he made Adam, he has made everything they require. We see in the journey of Israel, at every point of their need in the desert, he provided for them. Where they had nothing, there was manna, there was coal. They had they had sufficient to take care of themselves and then he warned them to to be content with what he has provided but guess what what he has provided was sufficient for them um tonight we're gonna build up because I want this concept to be clear in our hearts that contentment is not a license for anyone, to to give up in life and and remain in the place of need perpetually and hide under the cloak of contentment you know someone can just be not paying his child school fees for 10 years and say, me i'm just i'm just contented with with what i have someone is not paying his rent as he should pay you say you are saying i'm just contented someone is not paying the bills not, not 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 paying loma bills, not paying water bills, not paying light bills, and you say you are contented. And we see the Apostle Paul writing in First Timothy five verse eight. He says that if a man or if a believer is not is not taking care of his 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 requirement of his responsibility, he has denied the faith. He is even worse than an infidel who was an unbeliever. So there is nowhere in the will of God where the believer is supposed to. To throw the towel and say, Well, I'm 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 done with trying to to succeed in life. I'm done with trying to meet the needs of my family. I will I'll be content with the state. I am the Bible says we should live in contentment. For money is bad. Um, um the rich the rich will not make it. Um uh, amen. Now we must be careful in interpreting scripture in that light. But as we go on this evening, I, I, I want to, to narrow it down a little more deeper and, and define for us what contentment is and trust God to help us to, to push in. Now, maybe if, if I wouldn't go there tonight. If you see Psalm 35, verse 27 talks about God delighting in the prosperity, in the success, or in the peace of his children. Now, there are many, um, there are different. In chapter of the word prosperity, there some put prosperity, some put success, some put peace. Now, now the scripture that talks about peace in the Bible also talks about, in fact, one thing about peace. Bible is salvation. There's peace, there's prosperity, there's healing, there's all. So there's nowhere in the Bible that God says I have called one to be poor. Now, sometimes we might quote the woman with that drop too much. God didn't make her drop too much. That is what she had. That's what her skill could bring. That's what her effort could produce. And if her effort could produce that having done all, then she should be content with what she has. But if she hasn't done everything she can do to get more, then contentment should not be mentioned at all. Now let's go on this evening quickly and define certain terms here. Contentment is not remaining in perpetual lack or want. Contentment is not deliberately, intentionally remaining for the believer. The believer should not believe that he he can deliberately, intentionally remain in perpetual lack. God didn't call us to remain in perpetual lack or want. God wants us to aspire, to strive. Amen, tonight. So before the word contentment comes, then the man must have done all he can do in the ambit or within the bandwidth of the environment, the the society, the, 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 um, the situation that he finds himself. Now, I was doing a little study of you know, the book of Second Corinthians, chapter 8 and 9, where Paul was writing about the the, the the poverty in the church in Macedonia that they gave from their poverty and all. Now, Now, you see, in their heart, they wanted to give, but somehow they were not able, they were poor. Now, was it God that made them poor? No. In history, something happened, and I will come there shortly. The lack in that region was occasioned by the incursion of the Roman government. The Roman government seized every means of economic survival in that region when Alexander the Great was overthrown, and by virtue of the policy of the Roman government, the people in Macedonia could not aspire beyond the level they were. And if if there's no there's no opportunity there's no chance to aspire beyond certain level you are you've done all you can and yet things aren't going the way they should go then God will encourage us to be content with what we have. Praise God tonight. I I I I I, I hope someone has followed me. In the book of Acts, we 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 remember when Agabus prophesied about. A famine that will come across the world now this famine is not it's not man-made it's 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 it's, 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 it's natural and God revealed it praise God and because of it those people those, those people who live in areas where there's no famine who can trade who can who can aspire who can farm who can you know you know you know engage the, the give things of God in their hands God required them to support and supply the believers who are in the regions where they they don't have the opportunity. Let me go on tonight. Because if we don't understand this and we, we just take the word contentment out of context, it will make one look like just wherever you are stay and and, and 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 be satisfied with your situation yeah that is true but true to the degree that you you have explored every opportunity or there's no room for you to do more in the environment in which you are. Then in that instant, the Lord will encourage you to be content with what you have until the opportunity comes again for you to be able to get more. That will happen to Elijah. He says, go to the widow of Zahedva, for she will sustain you until I send rain. Now, do you know that before this time, Elijah had prophets as sons. They would go and fell, beam, go and cook porridge. He wasn't eating one bread in a day and water at night by, <laughs> by the raven. He ate as he wanted. But when situation came in his life that he could not, by, 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 by means of not his fault, at that instant he lived he had no choice than to be content with the meal the raven brought him in fact when the raven um 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 stopped coming God sent him again to the widow and remember what the widow said I have just one meal more to eat and I says get one for me first and and it and it will increase now you see Contentment is not a the license or the liberty for the believer to sit idle and not do what he's supposed to do. Now, let me repeat tonight again that contentment is not remaining deliberately in perpetual lack or want. Contentment is not seen insufficiency as the will of God or a means of maintaining holy life or righteousness. In any case, there's nothing we can do to make us righteous or maintain righteousness. Praise God. Now, the the opposite of, of, of contentment actually is discontentment or covetousness. And do and you know, folks, that even rich people can be covetous Rich can be discontent with what they have just like the poor can be discontent and be covetous. So covetousness or discontentment is not a function of what one has or what doesn't have It's a function of the state of mind. So contentment does not preclude godly spirit led aspiration. Contentment does not preclude godly, spirit-led aspiration. Amen tonight. You know, a believer can sit down and not do anything. You know, I know certain regions where the women are the ones that work; the men sit at home. Read through the Bible, you keep finding Paul said, I encourage all of you to walk with your hands. Let he that store still no more. Let no one be lazy among you. Let none be busybody. Walk and labor with your hands that you may be able to do that which is needful and have enough to give. So if, if the Bible encourages us to walk that we may have to give, then contentment should be defined in the ambit and the view of the word of God. So what is contentment? I will go on tonight quickly. Hallelujah. Contentment is living in the provision of God and being satisfied with the blessings God has graciously given to the work of your hands. Let me repeat, contentment is living in the provision of God and being satisfied with the blessings he has graciously given to the work of your hands. So you cannot say you are contented when you are not working, when you've not fully engaged, when you are not aspiring, when you've not used your use use your talent, use your skill to the maximum to benefit your family and the body of Christ. Hallelujah. You cannot leave work and go to the mountain for four weeks not working. And then, and then your family is suffering and you say you are contented with what? No, God does not define contentment that way. God is a God that provides. God is a God that supplies. God is a God that is that is full of love. He's a God that has commanded you and I to work with our hands and labor and produce that which is, is, is needful for the body. And, and And therefore, every child of God must arise and work in the fullness of the provision of God and be contented with his blessing. Contentment is not relaxing in one's insufficiency and refusing to aspire for the better in God, taking the outcome of non-productiveness as a will of God and consequently consoling oneself with the idea of contentment. So we are not called to relax in insufficiency and refusing. So anyone who refuses to work, anyone who refuses to do his best, and claim he's living in contentment, I'm just contented. I'm I'm not paying my child's fees. I'm contented. I'm not being the needful. I'm contented. I'm not I'm not I'm not blessing the church. I'm contented. I'm not supporting God's work. I'm contented. No, that's not commendable. That's laziness. That is foolishness. And God has bought the lazy. He said, if only the lazy one that will kill his game and will not roast it. It's a lazy one that will say, There's a lion in the street, therefore I will not go out. You know, you read Proverbs 24, 33 to 34. Very interesting scripture. It says, Do not love sleep. And do not close your eyes and enjoy sleep. That the word of can mean sleep can be laziness, can be someone who just don't want to work, someone who who finds every excuse not to work. That means the poverty is not God-induced. It's, it's a function of what the man has refused to do. Today, I want to challenge you. You see, you can be contented in wealth. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. I would rather choose to be contented in surplus than being contented in 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 want or in need. If the if 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 the environment, if the policy, if, if the situation in, in, in where I live gives me room to aspire. To do more, then in God by all means I will do more. I will, I will improve my skill. I will, I will, I will, I will add more time in work. I will do everything that would that, that will cost me to have sufficiency in all things. In any case, God wants you sufficient in all things. So, for us to talk about contentment as a child of God. It mustn't be from a position of unseriousness, unwillingness to work, but for a point of relying on the blessing of God, doing our best, putting every effort we can. One job says no, I go to the other one. There's no quitting, there's no excuse. There is we just keep firing until we come to a place of rest. And haven't done all to stand, stand. If you have not done all to stand, then you can't say you are contented. Amen tonight. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Let's turn it to everybody. Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. I don't know why I'm sharing these thoughts. <laughs> it just came to my heart and, and the Lord said, share with your people. Um, contentment. Hallelujah. Praise God. Two Corinthians nine. We read verse eight. I'll allow us to read a whole lot of church there, but but what we want for our time's sake, so, so we can conclude on these thoughts. Two Corinthians nine eight. Now, in eight and nine, Paul was writing to encourage the Corinthians to to give. He was using the church in Macedonia as a case study. Of, of willingness to give. And in any case, the church in Corinth had made decision to give, but somehow they have not done the giving. So Paul is saying, before I come, make sure that your giving is done. And in any case, the church in Macedonia have done so well in giving, even though they had they, they, they don't have so much. Now, why didn't they have so much? Was it a function of their of their refusal to want to work? were there opportunities for them to explore and they didn't know in fact they wanted to have more but somehow the environment limited them now when 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 the limitation is as a result of means beyond your 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 uh, how to put it down um, 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 Beyond you, you've done all. There's there's a policy or there's 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 a disaster. Or something happens that that's beyond your control and 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 it's not your fault anymore. Then in that situation, whatever you have as a child of God, be content with it. Until God sends rain. The reason. The church in Macedonia were poor was because the Roman government invaded the area and began to punish them because of their affiliation with Alexander the Great of Greece. That's the story. So it wasn't because God ordained them to be poor. No, God didn't ordain them to be poor. Just like God didn't ordain or call you to be poor. But when life situation When things happen beyond your control, you've done all you can, and you must make sure you've done all you can. Haven't done all to stand, you are standing, and yet it's not sufficient. Then God encourages you to be content with what you have. But before you can mention the word contentment, then you must have done all you can do because God is a God of provision. Therefore, the rich... In their riches, should be content, and the poor, as occasion ranks and comes, also in God should be content. But this contentment must be must be must be must be guided, and well explained. Two Corinthians nine, I read verse eight in the Amplified. Verse eight of two Corinthians nine. You know, as he was writing to the church in in Corinth, verse 9 says, and God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you. I read again, folks. And God is able to make Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come in abundance. In abundance, in abundance to you, to who, to you. Now the who is not defined. The who here is whosoever. The, 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 the who here is anyone. Praise God. Anyone that sets his anyone that has the opportunity in God to aspire, to 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 improve on the skill, to, to 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 think big, to 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 want to be a blessing. Amen. Not limiting yourself. Praise God tonight. Anyone who has to desire, God is able to make all grace. A bound toward you every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that praise god praise god so that you will you may always so i say always tonight so i say always you may always under all circumstances regardless of the need have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him, and have an abundance for every good work, and act of charity. Now, this does not suggest or show anyone that the will of God for you is to live in perpetual lack. So contentment should be defined in the ambit of the character of God. In the ambit of the of the nature of God, the word contentment, interestingly, in the Bible, is the same word used for sufficiency. And the word I don't like using the Greek word, but but for the purpose of this study, that word contentment actually means three or four things. And the first thing it means is this, a perfect condition of life in which no aid or support is needed. Wow. That word, contentment or sufficiency, the same word, the same the same good word, means a perfect condition of life in which no aid or support is So God wants you to come to a place where you don't need aid or support. And in that level, in that state, be content. Be, 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 be <laughs> I, I, I love that state. Be content with it. Receive it. Accept it. Amen tonight. It also means sufficient of the necessity of life. And thirdly, it means a mind contented with its lot. Now, what lot? Lot as defined by the will of God for the saints. So fundamentally, it is not the will of God for for the believer to, 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 to lack substance to take care of his household or his needs. It's not the will of God. God wants you to work. So if there are opportunities for you to explore, to be a blessing to others, then explore it. Don't sit lazy. Don't tie your wrapper. Don't, don't don't, find an excuse why you must not. Don't, don't rather look for reasons why you can. Don't look for reasons why you cannot. As a child of God, God wants you to be a blessing. Amen tonight. He Abraham, I will bless you and make you a blessing. And Abraham engaged in cattle rearing. And he had servants. And he was rich in silver, in gold, and in cattle. How was he rich Because he could sell the cattle and buy gold and keep. God didn't tell Abraham, Abraham, no, 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 no. The gold you have will will take it from me. The, the, The money you have, no, God didn't tell him that. As long as God's word is in your heart, his word will keep you. He's the will of God for you so you can be content in your riches. God never called any believer to be poor. Now, will people be poor on the earth? Yes, they will be poor because of wrong policies of men. Oh, that wrong men will not lead over a nation. Woe to the nation, whose leaders are children, who eat in the morning. They eat the bread of the nation in the morning. They don't eat for strength, they eat for drunkenness. When leaders begin to eat that which belongs to the people, then the people will be poor. Praise God. In such situations, be content. But guess what? You can do something about it by praying to God to give us leaders after his own heart. But let no believer sit down when there's opportunity to improve yourself, to improve your life. Don't find an excuse for not doing something. Look for the reason you should. Amen. Tonight. You see, what God is, is against is covetousness. We must learn to draw the line between godly aspiration and being covetous. God warned the job of Israel in the law, Exodus 20. he says, thou shalt not covet God told the rich young ruler in Luke 12, beware of covetousness. He never said riches is bad. In fact, Paul says, he says, he says it is the, the love of money, not riches in itself. For the silver is God. The gold is his, praise God. And he gives to whom he wants. He gives to all, praise God. So God is not against us being, being, having sufficiency in all things. He's not against it whatsoever. The gold is God's. devil didn't make gold. He didn't make silver. He didn't make crude. There's nothing he made on it. He himself is a created being. Therefore, nothing that God has made is evil. In fact, he said, when you go to eat in the shambles, don't ask. Pray and sanctify the food. He said, the prayer of faith will make the food sanctified. There is nothing that God has made that is evil in itself. It's when those things are abused. Tonight, I want to challenge you that that, 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 that God wants the best for you. Isaiah 119, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. That's a great promise of God. We can be contented in the good. We can be satisfied in the good. So your desire will be, Lord, I want to be contented in your abundance. Glory to God. So covetousness is is what is very dangerous. That we must watch out for. So, how do we draw the line between godly aspiration and covetousness? I will read tonight First Timothy chapter number um, six. But before I read that scripture in the Amplified tonight, let me just go there tonight very quickly. I don't really know why I'm I'm the Lord lost in in this direction, but 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 I think it's good for us to to put some things in perspective. You know that's the reason in church. I'm trusting God to have um um um, um business counseling um 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 units and 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 so that men can be counseled on on how to do their business well. Amen. Covetousness is greedy desire. Now, let me put it this way. The motive of your aspiration determines the state of your heart. If I'm aspiring to be better, Christian, I'm aspiring to, to have more to bless my family and the work of God if the purpose is to be a blessing and not to compete and not to show off you see when a man's motive for aspiring more is to compete is to show off to prove a point then that's covetousness that is evil that's not godly so the difference between one that is aspiring god aspiration and the other whose whose motive is to show off is to is to is to is to prove a point and and and, and make men see that yes me too I have arrived. Now that's that's what leads to covetousness. That's that's what turns got the aspiration to something that certain can attitude. as a tool. But if the purpose, if the motive is to glorify God, is to be a blessing, is to, to, to be a good father, a good mother, is to be a blessing to your children and, 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 and give them a better living in life, then it's good aspiration. Amen tonight. God wants us content. But in his will. So covetousness is an inordinate desire for wealth or possession or cravings of possession and craving and desire to get it unethically. When your aspiration begins to take the dimension of using anything to get wealth, then that is sin, that is covetousness, that is avarice, that is greed. The fact that you are you are aspiring to 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 walk and, and 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 make ends meet does not mean you should cross the line of of, of of good conduct, of truth, of righteousness, of holiness. Every of your pursuit must be in line with the will and the word of God. No cheating. No, no, no cutting corners, but following the process of God in righteousness. Because it is the blessings of the Lord that makes a man rich and adds no sorrow. We are not called to love money. We are called to love God alone. We are also not told not to have money. Amen tonight. God never said, "Oh, my children, when you see money, anything that will make you be able to take care of your family." No, Shoni. No, God never said so. If fact, it says, "I will bless the work of your hands." Praise God. If a man is not able to take care of his family, so contentment should not be defined in the in the in the, in the with, with the mindset of lack. It Should be defined with the mindset of of relying on God's provision and enjoying his blessing and being a blessing of what God has given to you in his grace. Praise God tonight. First Timothy chapter six, let's do together tonight. Let's read from verse, from verse 6. I read from the Amplified tonight. It says, but godliness actually is a source of great gain when accompanied by contentment, that contentment which comes from a sense of inner confidence based on the sufficiency of God. For we have brought nothing now. Because every time the word is used, is used in relation to possession. So we we'll must be careful not to think that, that, that for us to be content means means we are in lack. No, 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 no. God wants you to have sufficiency. So aspire to have it in, in light with God's word. But but in your sufficiency, God says, be content, don't go off the board. Don't, don't seek it to, to, to prove a point, to show up or to pop up or to show that we are the ones and, and, and use it to oppress people and, and put people down. No, no, no. That's not the purpose. So when you are rich, be content, be be be, be modest, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, uh, uh amen tonight. that. And if you have done all you can, and yet things aren't the way they ought to be yet, Then be content, unto God says, ring your path. Let's go on tonight. For we have brought nothing into this world, so it is clear that we cannot take anything out of it either. Verse 8. But if we have food and clothing, now the truth is that to have food and clothing means you have a means to acquire them. Amen tonight. Let's go on this evening. With this, will be content. But those who are not financially ethical and crave to get rich with a compulsive, greedy longing for wealth. Now, this is where the problem is. We're not supposed to, 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 to crave to get rich with compulsive, greedy longing for wealth. But if our desire to get rich and and meet the needs of our family is to please God, help the church, help the needy, and glorify God in our lives, then it is not out of place. Then we can help those who can afford just clothing and shelter and, and, and see how we can improve their lives to a state that is better. That's why I said those who who used to steal, steal no more, but now walk with your hands that you may have to give to every cause that is God. The God wants you to be a giver. For he that gives is blessed. He that receives is blessed as he also learns to receive to give. Let's go on tonight. For those who who, who, who want to get rich, to crave to get rich with a compulsive, greedy longing for wealth, fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction, leading to personal misery. For the love of money, praise God. That is the greedy desire for it and the willingness to gain it unethically. So in your aspiration, it must be ethical, it must be righteous, it must be godly. God never condemns us when we aspire to do well, to be promoted, we do our work well, we we push on to be a blessing, praise God. For the love of money that is the great desire for it. And the willingness to gain it unethically is a root of all sorts of evil. And some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves through and through with many sorrows. Now, this, this is what God is asking us to draw the line. This is where the line should be drawn. The motive of your aspiration must be rooted in the word and the will of God. So why do i want to get more wealth and be content in wealth because i want to to be a blessing i want to give and support the will of god haven't you read when james said when men talk about religion this is good religion when we remember the widow and the needy and the poor when we, when we when we visit those who don't have, he says, he said to them, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, I was sick. He says, you came to visit me. He said, I was poor. You, you you came to give me. He said, I was naked. You gave me clothes. I was in prison. You came to visit me. He said, Lord, when did we see you in all this? He says, if you do these things to any one of my own, then you have done it to me. Grace God. So now it's your choice. It's, it's in, when the opportunity avails itself to you to aspire, oh, why not? let's quit giving excuses let's quit looking for reasons why we should not rather let's look for opportunities wherein we can we can we can we can pour our energies pour our resources pour our giftings pour our talent and use it for the glory of god that 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 sufficiency might come because god has promised to bless the work of your hands and that's vision be content The purpose of Christ coming into the world is to give us eternal life. And for this, we ought to be content with a life eternal. But one thing that God calls himself is that it's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. He provides. He supplies. He blesses. You know, I'll share with you in Luke's Gospel, the eighth chapter and the third verse, where we read of women who were supporters of Christ's ministry. You might think that Jesus called money from heaven, He didn't. We well, have an account that at one point in his ministry, he told Peter to get a coin from the mouth of a fish, and that was the only time he did that. But every other time we see him, did, that's why Judas kept the post. People gave. If God wanted everybody to be poor, then be nobody to give to his, to his ministry. God doesn't want you poor, He wants you content, insufficiency. But if situations and circumstances in the world makes it impossible or makes it difficult, haven't done all yet, things aren't the way they ought to be, then be content in the revelation in the love and the provisions of God. Tonight, as I begin to close, Habakkuk, Chapter 3. Habakkuk 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Habakkuk. The third chapter. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm just taking my time to turn in there tonight. Contentment. I will close tonight. God wants you to be content in sufficiency. So don't hold on. Don't accept Insufficiency as your final point. Keep pressing. Keep moving. As long as there's opportunity, keep attempting. For he has made the provisions for you in the spirit to be able to have. Tonight, don't see any job as. As menial as, as meaning. Of the path of the righteous is like a shining light. It shines brighter and brighter. Bible says, don't despise the days of little beginnings. For some, there can be a miracle job. Great one. For some, it can be a miracle job. Small one. But either big or small, it's still God's miracle. Keep on it. Don't treat what you have as 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 nonsense no treat it as as though it is the gift and god's blessings and do your best even if you are you are being ill treated don't leave the place with fight or anything but 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 do your best to the point that when you leave then the men that there will know that no it's not. It's not this man's fault. He has done well, and and if there's a need to recommend anyone, they can still recommend you based on the things you have done. For God wants to bless you. You see, the next level of your blessing is in what you are doing now. For he that is faithful in little is also faithful in much. So don't, don't, don't. Despite the days of this one that, that is small, for in in the end of it, it shall be great. I read Habakkuk 3, verse 17 to 19. Having done all to stand, then we can say this. Though the fig tree does not blossom and there's no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the holy fails and the fields produce no food. Though the flock is cut off from the fold. And there is no cattle in the stores. Now we come to a point in life. That our service to God actually is not a function of what we have or what we don't have. So if, 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 if the source of supply is cut off yet. We will praise God. Not from our own fault of laziness, but your cause that way that things aren't going the way we should go. No, we will yet judge God faithful. We'll be content in, in the grace of God. We'll be content in His redemption, in His salvation. We'll be content in the fact that we know that when we see Him, we shall be like Him. So when incident comes our way in life, that the victory is not blows on me. And there's no fruit in the vines. And, and, and the yield you know, of, of, of the olive bales and the field produces no food. And the flocks is cut off from the fold. And there's no cattle in the stalls. He says, yet I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. Because now our uh, to rejoicing and contentment is not in things but in God. But this will not be a function of laziness or our refusal to rise up in the morning and get to our task. I will choose to shout in exaltation in the victorious, in in, in, in the God of victory, God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, my source of courage, my invincible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like hands feet and makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places of challenge and responsibility. If you've done all you and be content, but if you know in your heart you've not done all to stand, then keep moving. Don't live hold on contentment, in laziness, in non productivity. Rise up. Tell yourself, in my little, I'll be a blessing. I don't need yet to have millions to bless. for you cannot give, when you have little, I assure you, in millions, you won't give also. Begin to practice giving. Begin to practice blessing. Even in the little that you have, is a token and a sign that when plenty comes, you also give. At a church in Macedonia, in their deep poverty, occasioned not by their negligence or by their laziness, but occasioned by a wrong policy of the ruling nation of the world. Yet, they allowed that not bother them. They stood by God. They stood faithful and they held on to God. And yet, even in the state which they still chose to give. A man that would give plenty will give in little. So tonight, I trust that the Lord is putting clarity in our spirits as touching the word contentment. And as we start this year in the church, God wants to be contented, but contented with the right perspective of the will of the Father. You can do more. You can rise up. God is waiting on you. He will bless you. He will strengthen you. He will cause doors to be open for you as you rise up in faith, as you are willing and obedient in doing the work and being faithful and asking in your place of assignment, in, in your in your in your in your, in, in your employment, in your business. It will cause you to eat the good in the land. There's good in this land and you will eat it as you rise up and do that which God has called you to do. Faithfully, diligently, with astuteness. Says that a man, diligent in his assignment, he will stand before kings and not mere men. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. As we go this evening, be content in the sufficiency of God. God wants to cause grace to abound toward you, that you are sufficient in all things and you are bound to every good work and be content in it, be content in it. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. I pray, oh God, that you will step up the heart of your people to have a change of course. As many as this word is for, let this word get to them. In the name of Jesus. Give us the right understanding of, of the meaning of, of your word to be content in your sufficiency, to be content in our state. Because it will be a push, Lord, a push in the spirit to stand in your purpose and your will. I pray, oh God, that every supply you have in the spirit for your children to supply your church and their families, Lord, they will get in there. In the name of Lord, we know your will is not for us to be poor and needy and in lack. Lord, cause our eyes to be open. Give us wisdom like we gave to Jacob. And it turned the little hard to a thousand. And it became a blessing. Both to his family and to those around him and was content in your love and grace. We ask for wisdom tonight, divine wisdom. Wisdom to widen the vision. Wisdom to see through the impossibility. Because by you, Lord, we will scale over every wall of difficulty. By you, Lord, we will run over every troop that seems and wants to limit that which you are doing with us and for us. Thank you for open doors. Thank you for jobs. Thank you for jobs and business opportunities. They are open unto us in righteousness. Because none amongst us is covetous. But we follow you righteously. Because we know, Lord, by your children. And we are. Your representatives upon the earth. Through us, you will shine in every area and diffuse the fragrance of your knowledge in every place. We bless you, oh God. We pray with thank you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Praise God tonight. I hope someone is blessed and 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 and, and uh, has come to a point of of understanding of of the mind of God in this regard. Please take this word and run with it. Take this word and make meaning from it. Take this word and say, Lord, help me. I'll walk in your will. I'll walk in your word. God bless you tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen.